Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to those who donate to the show at japanbyrivercruise.com and also the generosity of our corporate sponsors. We have a message from them later, but first we want to thank those who have donated. Thanks a lot to Vincent, who is now a member. Members get access to the bonus bits, the episode early, and some other treats when we can be bothered. Thank you very much, Vincent, who says he's looking forward to another 51 informative and entertaining episodes this year. Bobby, the pressure's on. Yeah, only, only I'd say about half of them might be informative and entertaining. Uh, Vincent also bought stickers. So did Rick. Rick claimed the JBRC Lapstar laptop sticker set comes with free shipping Good on thank him. you very much guys also uh, aki sakamoto is now a member uh, aki says that they listen to a lot of podcasts but this is the first one they're supporting and uh, they say yes i'm tight with my dough which uh, is actually a good way of making a crispy pizza crust. So uh, not only is that praise, um, but it's also good culinary advice. Sakamichi Fan Club bought us five coffees and wrote, bring back Matthew Boynton and spelled his name wrong. Uh, what a we'll, fan. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back as soon as we can. Um, Lawrence uh, claimed some uh, laptop stickers again. So hopefully they're going to be on the way to you. Please tweet us at JBRCPod so we can see how cool you look. Barbara Bailey became a member. She's, she wrote, love the humor, love the content, love the relevance, keep going, and spelled relevance wrong. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> and we also have um, Oscar Kvalsvik, KJ, then that letter, which is an A and an E squished together, and an R. Um, who, um, <laughs> which I can't read. Then also orangutan, gave a message. orangutan ship <laughs> suitcase. And then a briefcase, yeah. So, I mean, if I can't read these, uh, these ostensibly, like, English letters, I definitely can't read the emoji. But whatever they're trying to do, they're a member, and we appreciate them. And Anne Kilzer became a paying member, making her uh, the latest in a line of guests who enjoyed their experience on the show so much that they then joined as members. Thank you so much, Anne. And... With that, we're going to go ahead and get into our corporate sponsors. This week, we have a message from Doomscroll Coon. Language is best learned actively and not passively. And the same is true for feeling anxiety about the world. Doomscroll Coon is a free bilingual browser extension that helps turn your passive doomscrolling experience into an active horror show. As you're scrolling Twitter, our AI-guided technology will give you real-time prompts to remind you to actually feel something as you watch the conclusion of Western civilization happening in real time. Reminder, this actually affects whether or not your family survives. Oh. It may look bad, but it's likely much, much worse. Doomscroll Coon also offers helpful suggestions to increase your interaction with the content to aid in retention and internalization of all the doom. Have you considered writing a Facebook tirade about how hashtag Civil War Part 2 makes you feel? It's also available in Japanese. Doomscroll Coon, don't just be helpless, feel helpless. Hello, Brian, and welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Molly Horn. And joining us this week is Jake Edelstein, author of Tokyo Vice, Pay the Devil in Bitcoin, and the only journalist to ever have their LDP Boathouse press pass rescinded. Jake, thanks for being here, and no, you cannot use our pass. Thanks, you guys. Um, it would have been nice to be able to access the pass, but since river boats are one of the main sources of COVID-19, infection and, and and next to pachinko parlors and gaijin and host clubs you know I'm, maybe i 
I'm glad not to be on the boat. This is why it was rescinded. On this week's show, yeah, Japan has declared another state of emergency and Corona is worse than ever. But how is Prime Minister Suga doing in his role as Prime Minister? Jake will give us a completely objective, fair and balanced look at Suga's performance to date. Then Adele will join us to perform her version of our theme song. And then Ollie and I will actually talk about river cruises. Isn't that right, Ollie? Yes, that's right. Just after pigs have flown later in the show, I will be giving this week's river cruise recommendation this week's cruise is actually great for those who want to do some self-development in the beautiful surroundings of a countryside retreat deep in the iwate prefecture the negotiation and assertiveness training boot camp with seminars that happen as you travel down the satetsu river is said to be the best in japan and i can attest to this because i called them up demanding free press tickets to review their cruise and now we owe them money also, Japan broke the world record for the most vomiting aboard a riverboat this week, not once, but seven times. Why? You guessed it, all of the new top 10 record-holding boats were hosting post-Seijin Shiki celebrations in Yokohama. Later, we'll talk to some really disillusioned Guinness adjudicators. But first, Silk Talk. Can I just say, as a Brit, it's so nice to be in the presence of two Americans who have made the news again. Well done, both of you. Well, we didn't personally make the news. Um, not, not personally. A, as Americans, I guess we're in the news. Yeah, yeah sort And of. also, as, as white American men, you are complicit in the system, and the system has ruptured. Oh, uh, 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 excuse me, excuse me. I'm going to have to interject here. I am, I, am, I am a Jewish American, and thanks to Donald Trump, who has made Nazis great again, I am now an impressed minority. Now, Bobby over there, he's really white. But me, I, I opt out of taking any responsibility for what's happened in America. Also, you're both, you're both too good looking to be the people that stormed the Capitol. There was only one good looking guy. He was the one that got all the press shots right. But I do like the fact that every year, uh, America is the agent of some kind of insurrection. And due to COVID this year, they've had to do it domestically. They've had to do a staycation uh, insurrection. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, somebody, somebody. So, uh, if you don't mind me referencing the mail a little bit early, we got a mail from uh, Pat Sheehy who said, uh, "I'm sure that insurrection makes for comedy gold." And this was out of uh, his mail where he said, "Thanks so much for the shout out. I was wondering how the Japanese public, or in Ali's case, the British or Malaysian public, views recent events in the U.S. I live in D.C. and used to work in the capital. I've been wondering what the rest of the world is thinking. I hear from friends and others, of course, but would love to hear your take because it would be comedy gold." Um, Ollie, you pulled some of that out already. Yeah, well, I mean, thanks, Pat, for your for your mail. Um, and also, I like the fact that Pat said, I used to work in the Capitol, which might be a really cool humble brag, which was like, I used to be senator or something. If that's true, that's a if that was super true. nice way of doing it. <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, a really cool way. Really cool way. I used to. I used to work in Parliament. I only PM. I used to work at Buckingham Palace. What else, King? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the news does make the the UK. Um, I mean, Malaysia's actually got its own uh, political st scandal going on at the moment because essentially mm. the King in Malaysia uh, has has allowed uh, the current government, which is objectively failing uh, to, to hang on to power by uh, using a state of emergency. So I think Malaysia is a little bit distracted by its own uh, constitutional crisis. But yeah, it's making the news and we all feel a bit sad because the main thing that Americans keep saying is, this isn't what America is. This isn't what America is. But you seem to be saying that a lot and you've mm. said it for a while now and it might just be the, the point at which Americans go, okay, this is what we are and we promise we're going to work on it. Well, you know, Bobby, 
and, and I both were discussing this earlier, and we feel that, you know, it's been 234 years since we Brexited from Britain. And obviously, the you know, the U.S. Brexit didn't work out very well. <laughs> the OG Brexit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jake, what do you think about how the Japanese public or the Japanese media is presenting it? You know, it's it's really funny to read it because it's because it's sort of objectively truthful. There's um there's a writer for the Washington Post, Karen Attia. She's been this, doing this series for four years of like, what would happen if the U.S. media reported U.S. events like we would report things overseas? And and her her yeah. column on how ridiculous the insurrection was and and how you know uh, everybody could see it actually coming. Um, reads like it was written by a Japanese news reporter and translated in English. So I think the Japanese coverage of it has been pretty good. It's kind of sobering to read it. Like, yeah, yeah, what, you're right. What are some examples that you see that make you feel that way? Uh, I mean, there was literally a, I, I think it was either Tokyo Shimbun or some newspaper referred to it as like, you know, you know, America, this racially, you know, this racially divided country that is former colony of Britain that has never really come to terms with its own failings is now forced to realize mm -hmm. that uh, the last four years of the madman that they elected in power can only result in these events. And, you know, while no one saw that it was coming, everybody knew that it was coming. It was, it was kind of like very, very sort of snarky and, and snitty and not necessarily incorrect. So uh, in terms of how Japanese public is reacting to it, the reactions that I've seen around me have just mostly been people going, did you see the news about America? Yabakunai, which, which is like, holy <laughs> shit, man. But Jake, yeah. um, what do you think about Suga's reaction to it? Did you see anything about the statement that he put out as a world leader, just kind of uh, commenting on? Um, his, it was the most noncommittal you know, like, oh, this happened too. You you have to remember, like, you know, up until up until recently, you know, Japan, especially the Abe government and uh, and Suga is just an extension of the Abe government in some senses, were very close to Trump. Um, so you know, I I I think they were shocked that he didn't win a second a second election. They don't know what to do about Biden, and so they're just kind of you know trying to remain as above the fray as possible. Yeah, there might be some parallels with what we're going to talk about in the news with Suga, but is there an argument that the GOP have, has realized that this is the end of Trump's usefulness now? And oh. so this is kind of why it's erupted. That's what the uh, New York Times reported in terms of uh, Mitch McConnell, right? Yeah, well, Mitch McConnell is, you know, being a rat, he's very careful to recognize, he has this innate ability to recognize a sinking ship. So um, just, you know, one step too far. Yeah, the New York Times said um, they thought, was it the New York Times? It was. It was some uh, major outlet that said they thought there was more than a fifty percent chance that Mitch McConnell would vote for impeachment in an impeachment trial. Yep, that was the the New York Times. The New York Times reported that, and then every other news outlet reported the same. So we'll probably yeah. see. Um, you know, actually, just knowing how foreign correspondents from Japan work, we'll probably see a, a report that goes like this: CNN reported that the New York Times reported that. Um, Mitch McConnell said <laughs> right. this, <laughs> and then well, and then Kyoto News will report that story, and then Gigi News will report. According to an article in Kyoto Tsushin, CNN reported that the New York Times reported that, and, and that'll be all there, like a chain mail. A chain mail. Well, uh, I think that will be a great opportunity for us to get into this week's news. Jake, every time you tweet about Prime Minister Suga, I always feel like commenting, going, no, no, don't hold back. Tell us what you really feel. Uh, 
because uh, you, I mean, every day you seem to find a new reason to to despise the man. And you recently published an article where you gave him a report card um, of a of a fail, right? And I know. I know that you can say I told you so because you came on the show a while back and predicted all this. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, you can't say I told you so because you came on the show and predicted that you would think that he's done a shit job. Let's... <laughs> yes, <laughs> Everything we're going to talk about is based on your report card. Yeah. No, let me give you a newsflash. The majority of the Japanese public now agrees with me. According to JNN, one of Japan's most conservative... Uh, conglomerations of Nihon Television and uh, Yamanishi Minatawa places. Suga, at the last time that they did an opinion poll, um, the number of people who disapprove of him has outnumbered the people who approve of him. He has about a 44% approval rating and about a 56% don't approve of the job he's doing. In other polls, I think he's dropped down to as low as 39% approval ratings. That is... Lower than Abe yes. managed to score, even after multiple scandals. And you mentioned in your article that uh, a 39% uh, score would be a failing score in the Japanese educational system, which uh, as an American, I was I was shocked. Our school valedictorian was at a 39. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Japanese in the Japanese grading system, 39% is fuka, like uh, fuka no no fu and, uh, and kano se no ka. That means like you know, not possible. Which Can't do anything. You, 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 you're not. You're, you, you mean you failed, right? It's, you know. What, what 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 interests me is often polls don't really follow competency, right? There, there's often a bit of a lag between mm. how well a, a politician's doing and how their public support is, and also sometimes there's not even a correlation. So what is it that Suga has done that has moved the polls this way? It can't just be COVID, can it? Well. I mean, the main thing that has really hurt him is, of course, the COVID explosion, right? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that in the middle of a pandemic to run a domestic travel campaign, um, which promotes traveling and eating out, um, which are great ways for people to get the coronavirus. And then the coronavirus numbers rise, as the experts told you that it would, isn't going to discourage people um, about your cabinet. But the other two things that have really hurt him is one is that early on he picked a fight mm. with the Japan Science Council. Now, for people who are outside of Japan, the fact that you know, Prime Minister Suga refused to uh, recognize six uh, appointees to a 105-person science council is like, who gives a fuck? I mean, mm. really. But in Japan, right. where people really care about education and academic freedom and the opinions of academics and scholars is really respected to arbitrarily refuse to appoint you know six people to this council something that legal precedent says that you don't even have the right to do plays very well with the very badly with the public and it plays even worse with the public when you won't explain your decision to ban these four people from being on the science council um or sorry six people mm-hmm. from being on the science council and it's very apparent that the reasons that Suga didn't like them is because they opposed um, key legislation that he had helped ram through the parliament, including the State Secrets Act, which makes it a crime to release any classified material. Um, sometimes you don't even know if the material is classified. Uh, the Peace Preservation Act, which allows Japanese troops to fight in war again. 
and uh, what was the other? Oh, and the, the anti-conspiracy laws, which make it very possible to arrest people for essentially what is mm. thought crime. The people that Suga decided shouldn't be on the Science Council had all expressed the opinion that these laws were unconstitutional or problematic. And why did these scientists speak up? Is that outside of a remit of a scientist to go, we think these laws are unconstitutional? Well, because they, they were asked by the Diet um, what their opinions were. Um, and they wrote right. papers on the thing. And the Science Council itself has always been, has since 2017, has been on the sort of enemies list of the Liberal Democratic Party because they publicly announced that uh, scientists should not be participating in military research. And, and that is a reflection of the fact that Japanese scientists played such a part in World War II, including uh, experimenting mm. on prisoners of war, designing chemical and biological weapons. Uh, Japanese scientists worked on their own atomic bomb, which, and that project went much better than people uh, know that it did. So, uh, you know, when you have a a political party that wants Japan to be part of the arms race, that wants to return Japan to making weapons of mass destruction because it's good business, um, and would like Japan to be able to wage war, having this entire council say, you know, uh, Japan's a academic community and, and scientists should not be working on military research uh, didn't go over very well. Well, I think there's kind of two aspects to it because one is that um, by having this, you know, in the press so often, it made him look vindictive, but it also kind of reminded people of the problematic nature of the laws that they were objecting to. I do think it's kind of funny that they kind of treated the interviews for these people like they were, uh, what's the word, a jury, jury selection? They treated them like they were jury selection. Where it was like, do you think my client is guilty? And and like that that's not what you're supposed to be asking. It's supposed to be kind of like divorced from political opinion in a way, shouldn't it be? Well, I mean, the uh, the Japan Science Council, you know, names are submitted. It's usually rubber stamped and goes through. Um, this time, Suga refused to 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 allow these six people to be named, and and then. Then when this happened, the Japanese press started talking to the six people who were, who were refused admission. And, you know, and it brought up, yes, uh, it reminded people of all these unpopular laws that were passed during Abe's administration. Some of them had like 80% of the public were opposed to them and they're still put through. But putting this aside, then the next thing that happens is, you know, Abe, Suga's spiritual grandfather, and, and remember Abe mm. was supported by Suga for all of his career. They were like, you know... Like a like a couple, you know. Well, in your report card, you said that Abe was Trump and Suga was Mitch McConnell. Is that yeah fair? Yeah. That's that's a fair. Except Suga actually has a chin, um, which is a physiological difference, but <laughs> metaphorically and politically, they're the same thing. So I guess what you're saying is that the all of the stuff that made him very useful to Abe uh, when he was kind of his right hand man. You know, just kind of ca causing little fights, which maybe help the party in the long term, but aren't necessarily good for PR. Now he's in the spotlight. Uh, yeah. He's not really able to work as he used to. And, and the other thing, of course, is Abe, you know, the, this this whole scandal over Abe using political funds to have people at this party before a sacro, before a cherry blossom viewing party. Um, you know, the prosecutors declined to, to um, prosecute Abe. They did, you know prosecute and make his secretary pay a fine. Uh, everybody kind of understood that that, that uh, Abe was let off the hook on this. I think 85% of the Japanese public don't believe his excuses 
Um, and, and Suga was dragged into that too, because everybody remembered all the scandals involving Abe, and Suga, like Abe, also lied to the public many, many times about this scandal. And, you know, the best that Suga could come up with was, oh, well, you know, Abe lied to me and I just said what he told me. But that scandal of yeah. corruption, and there, you know, there are minor scandals to us, but not minor to the Japanese involving other mm. LDP politicians under investigation right now. And that whole image of corruption and lying and uh, you know, acting like you're above the law, that image, you know, has stuck to Suga now, as it should be. Um, it's kind mm. of a miracle that the Japanese press and the politicians at the top convinced people for a while that Suga was this farm boy, you know, son of a strawberry farmer who'd worked his way up to the top. Farmer. Yeah. Right. So that's obviously talking about Suga's record in the past, but I think people are judging him on what he's doing right now and also what he plans to do in the future. The future, of course, being insisting on the Olympics going ahead when there's no good reason to do so, other than it would be a shame if it didn't happen. But let's talk about the fact that he declared a state of emergency, which seems to have no bite, as Rochelle Kopp called it, a tatemai state of emergency, a state of emergency in name only. Yeah, declared it way too late. And also, I think one of the things that really hurt him in terms of uh, his standing with the public was how quickly and publicly it became clear that they were handling this like idiots you know with the whole go-to travel and the go-to campaigns you know advisors were saying this is a bad idea this is going to backfire and publicly on tv they were going this is going to be okay and then when case numbers started to go up it was like well there's no evidence that it's because of go-to travel and then the next day it was like well, there's now evidence that it's because of go-to travel. It's like, have you seen those Fox News clips where they say, like, you know, what Fox News was saying about Obama compared to what they're saying about Trump? They do, like, a four-year, eight-year side-by-side comparison. Yes. It was like that yeah, in yeah. three days. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what was what was impressive to me is, like, you know, because I, I keep newspaper articles and clips, is that I've got an article from Nikon Gendai from the 9th of November, and it says... You know, in in December, there will be an explosion of coronavirus infections throughout Japan. And it was, you know, incredibly accurate. It's like, it's not that no one could see this coming. And uh, it's just the, the, the inability or the unwillingness to admit that they have made a terrible mistake um, has really hurt the guy because he looks not only foolish, mm. but obstinate. Yeah, yeah. And is it too late for him to fix that record now? Oh, well, today they announced they were considering new legislation to deal with this problem, which wasn't a problem uh, until about two weeks ago. So the new legislation would give the government the power to arrest you and keep you in jail um, if you refuse to be hospitalized after being diagnosed with this virus. And if you don't cooperate with the tracing investigation you can be fined $5,000 and may go to jail. We've gone from, this isn't a problem, to a very draconian a draconian time, very Ugh, quickly. Like an LDP's wet dream. But I can see some people in Japan getting behind this. Did you guys see that clip of like a doctor telling a guy that he had the virus and had to quarantine, and the guy was like, but can I go to the onsen and the supercento? <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor was like, absolutely not. Definitely not. 100% yeah. not. <laughs> Damn it. Zettai dame. He's in the examination room and the guy's like, but a public bath is okay, right? 
Oh, well, you know, from 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 the most half-assed state of emergency in the world to a, yeah. a, a to a military state where you can go to jail for refusing to go to the hospital or or be fined thousands of dollars for not cooperating with the investigation, we we're going yeah. very extreme, very fast. From go to travel to go to jail for a year because you have COVID. Yeah. Well, you, Jake. You identified obstinacy as a quality in Suga. Uh, do you think obstinacy has anything to do with his insistence on having the Olympics go ahead? Yes, yes. Um, it has a lot to do with the Olympics going ahead because according to Shukan Shincho, Suga is also the guy that handed over the money to a pachinko parlor owner to make sure that the bribe money was paid to the Africans that so that Japan won the bid in the first place. Saying the mm-hmm. perfect line... We need you to help us buy the Africans. You can't make up lines like that. So when you've gone to the trouble to take the bribe money to a pachinko magnet and make sure that he bribes the members of who used to be in the IOC to get the African vote so that you can have the Olympics, you feel very invested in the whole thing. It behooves me to say this, but today as I'm watching the COVID numbers rise and and listening to a Suga press conference for a second – I actually wanted Abe to come back. Like that that bad song from the 70s, Baby Come Back, <laughs> started flying uh. through my head. <laughs> That's Baby how bad back. it's got. <laughs> Even Jake Adelstein has gone, Abe, please, come back for a third term. We forgive you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, felt like, I felt like, is there a radio station that I could have someone play Baby Come Back, the Abe, uh, uh, for me? That's, that's how I feel. Abe, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> <laughs> How horribly uh, the whole coronavirus pandemic has been handled and how the Olympics might exacerbate it. Um, I think it's really kind of changed the way the Japanese public views everything. I was working on a project today um, that was explaining this festival in English. And they had the Japanese text and the Japanese text that this festival has been using for years and years talks about how one of the things the festival does is praise uh, for kind of like relief, but praise that natural disasters don't occur. And this year they edited it to include uh, natural disasters, but also man-made disasters. (laughs) (laughs) Acts of God and also acts of human incompetence. You you know, just remember this year will be the 10th anniversary of Fukushima, which shows that if you give Japan a decade... They still can't solve the biggest fucking disaster they've ever had. That's interesting. The, the, on that basis, you're not claiming that Suga is the biggest disaster that Japan's ever had. So we still got hope. No, we, we still have TEPCO. We'll always have TEPCO. And, and what about the legacy for the LDP? That Obviously, one of the things that Abe did was make sure that Suga was ready to take power. And that's something which you talked about. Is Suga doing the same? Does he have anyone around him that he's... He's ready to to present to the party. Um, no, but Suga's Suga's godfather is Nikai. Um, this 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 I don't I, I don't. He's been in the LDP so long that I don't know how old he is. I know that he may go back to the Taisho era. It's possible, but um, supposedly Nika, Nikai is grooming Noda Seiko-san um, to be Japan's first first female prime minister. So I've heard rumors of the first female prime minister uh, as the successor being a 
possibility. And I've also heard that this is one of these glass cliff phenomenons where uh, they set up a woman to assume a position of leadership at the worst possible time for her, where it, where no one's going to do a good job. Well, I you know, look how wonderful job Koikisan has done. And, you know, I, she, she could be the, the, the Koike of the LDP. She can't do any worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, nowhere, nowhere to go. Nowhere to go but up. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was Japan's coronavirus infection slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the glass ceiling when we've already hit rock bottom. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, say, you say glass ceiling, though, like Japanese politicians, uh, the only context they have for glass ceilings is from no pankisas. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the flooring. That's the flooring. The flooring is a mirror. <laughs> no, no pankisas. They had some with glass ceilings, right? Where like the men were on the first floor and the women could be on the second floor. Wow. I, I didn't know that. I, I, have, I have been schooled by you, Bobby, because that's, that's something I wasn't aware of. I was always so, so busy looking at the floor. But I never really, never really saw the glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Head down in shame, the fact that you were there. Hey, thanks very much for listening to this Japan by River Cruise episode 67. Those who are members, don't forget to check out your extra bits in your secret link. Thank you so much to our guest, Jake Edelstein. Jake, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. Do you have any other predictions? Anything you'd like to be vindicated about the next time you're on? I believe that both of you will live to have a 68th episode, you know, unless the coronavirus kills you. The pressure is on. (laughs) The pressure is on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, in that case, we will optimistically say we will see you next week.